You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 13th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OND. On today's episode of the of Locked On Magic, uh, another blowout loss, another loss without purpose, another game that just didn't really teach us or help us learn anything. A magic fall to the San Antonio Spurs. We'll recap that game. Plus, why losses like this aren't good losses, um, even in a season where losing appears to be a, a good thing for the team. We'll talk a little bit about what the last quarter of the season holds for the Orlando Magic and what they have to get out of it coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the San Antonio Spurs? Check out our pals at Locked On Spurs. Want to look ahead to Wednesday's game against the Chicago Bulls? Check out Locked On Bulls. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. The search every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This episode is also brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Thanks for the Orlando Magic started really well. Um, it's it, The team responded exactly how you want to see the team respond after a, a really disappointing effort against the Milwaukee Bucks where they lost by 37 points. Um, they they played with energy. They were focused on doing, on doing specific things. I mean, when you talk about purpose of play, um, purpose of play is executing stuff with, you know, a purpose, with a, with a, with a desire to accomplish something. You know, each movement has a reason for happening to set something up. Um, and, and the Magic did that, getting Wendell Carter going in the post and, and working pick and rolls with him really well to, to free him up in the paint. Um, but the San Antonio Spurs called timeout with the Magic up, I think it was 13-6. Uh, and they did what veteran, what organized teams do. Um, and this Magic team is not a veteran team. It is not an organized team right now. They listened to their coach. Their coach calmed them down, made some adjustments. They executed their game plan, and that was it. Over the next seven minutes, the Orlando Magic failed to score. Seven minutes. Not even a free throw. Seven minutes. Zero points. And the Spurs went on an 18-0 run to take a double-digit lead at the end of the first quarter. The game was not ever close. The Magic made no runs. The team could not get its offense going. Everyone seemed to be, you know... Playing for themselves, and not in like a negative way. I think there was a lot. There are guys trying. I mean, people were. I think players were trying to get themselves out of the rut. But the bottom line is this: the Magic were ineffective. The Magic were um, just unable to do anything, anything of significance. Um, a lot of players just kind of single-handedly ISO driving into the paint. The, the Spurs had four block shots, I think, in the first quarter alone. Um, making bad rim decisions, making bad paint decisions. Just everyone just trying to force action. 
Um, not getting foul called. Not getting foul calls, which, you know, why would the magic, this Magic team get foul calls? But not, not that they were being fouled, but not getting foul calls, not to she get back out to the perimeter, not having any kind of ball movement. It was just terrible. And yes, there were a lot of mitigating circumstances. Um, Mobamba uh, took himself out of the game after aggravating his hip injury that's been bothering him for the last few games. He tried to play through it. Um, Steve Clifford said before the game that the medical staff did not feel like he could make it worse, but the reality became very quickly that Bamba could not play through the injury despite his best efforts. Um, Chumo Kiki was on a minute restriction. He did some nice things, but hardly enough to carry the team. And I think it's, I mean, I, I am of the opinion that Chumo Kiki is probably the best player on the team right now. And he is still very, very limited in what he can do and what the Magic trust him to be able to do uh, for his development um, at the moment. Um, Magic just didn't make a run, and the Spurs lead got bigger and bigger and bigger. Their defense was just not good or organized enough, and thankfully the Spurs aren't a team that shoots a ton of threes. They're just 10 of 25 from three. This were a team that shot more threes, the score would have been a whole lot worse because the Magic were giving up any shot that the Spurs wanted um, at, at the end of the day. Um, credit to Orlando, I suppose. They were down by as much as 30. They cut the lead down to like 23 at one point. Um, it didn't become an absolute blowout, but the bottom line is this. Um, a, a a final that reads like this is just, it's not good. A 120-97 to loss to the San Antonio Spurs at home to go winless on this homestand. A second straight effort where the game was decided at halftime. I mean, you watch the second half and it's just like, I'm not learning anything. Um, And that's kind of the big lesson from all of this is the Magic just, the Magic aren't good enough to win most nights. Um, But they are good enough to compete. Uh, And the last two nights, you know, again, injuries, as Steve Clifford would say, have forced guys to play positions they haven't practiced. Um, There's virtually no practice time whatsoever right now to get some of this stuff down, to get organized. Um, the team is just really struggling to, to get basic concepts. And, and again, a lot of this is rookies. A lot of this is players playing far out of position and far out of role. Um, you know, Michael Carter-Williams has started to become the ire of everyone's um, ire of everyone's frustrations, but who else is supposed to create on this team? Um, you know, and, and, and if you're depending on Michael Carter-Williams to create uh, and be your lead ball handler... You're not going to win many games, uh, and and very clearly, you're not gonna you're not gonna win, not just many games, but you're not gonna win. Um, you're not gonna have much of a chance to win, or you're not gonna be efficient and effective. Um, a lot needs to happen right now. A lot needs to be under consideration. A lot needs to be under work, uh, and the magic just this is bad. I mean, I I don't have another way to describe this. It's not good. But the Magic will keep trying. They'll play again Wednesday, hope, hoping for a better effort, hoping for a little bit more stability with the signing of Dante Hall, just to give them another big body to use. Um, Robert Franks made his Magic debut and looked pretty good, but it, the Magic are asking a lot of young players who don't know the league very well, and it is abundantly clear. Magic have 18 games left this season. We're going to talk a little bit more about what to expect in the fourth quarter later, fourth quarter of the season later on in this episode, and we'll do a whole episode breaking it down uh, on tomorrow on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic as well. But the Orlando Magic fall to the San Antonio Spurs, one twenty to ninety-seven. We'll go through the final box score here coming up in 
just a moment. But first, let me tell you about Locker Room. Um, it, it is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I've done a few of these rooms. It has been fantastic to get to interact with you. They've been super popular. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm really pleased um, with the number of people that have joined. If you've ever wanted to, to listen to me ramble on live um, instead of just in podcast form, uh, the Locker Room app is where you want to be. I'll be hosting a room uh, once a week, roughly, for the rest of the season, um, so you can finally join in on the conversation and listen uh, listen here every day. Um, Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Magic podcast through our Locker Room conversations. That'll be Friday's episode of Locked On Magic. So be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a room this week on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday. Assuming my arm isn't too sore from the, from getting the vaccine shot. Um, go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me at P Reich, P-R-O-S-S-M-A-N-R-E-I-C-H, to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. It's been a lot of fun talking with you guys. I'm planning to be live this week on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Can't wait to hear what everyone's thoughts are on the Orlando Magic. Hopefully we have some information to have some thoughts on. So we'll see you there, locker room, changing the way we talk sports. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at rockauto.com. Here in Orlando, it is tough to get around without your car. You need it. It is a necessity. And if you're someone who takes care of your car yourself, you got to take care of it like it's your baby. That's why you have to trust rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So the Orlando Magic uh, didn't play very, very well. There's not a lot to say about this box score. There's not a lot to say about the performances. And, and that's going to be kind of the big theme of today's game, today's uh, day. Um the Magic just aren't learning very much. Um, Steve Clifford's noted it that you know they they just can't properly evaluate players because they're getting beat up and blown out of the water so early. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about that coming up here, but we'll, let's just go through the box score real fast. Um, R.J. Hampton leads the team in scoring with 16 points, eight rebounds, seven for ten shooting. So good to see the, the statistical bump from R.J. Hampton. Um, he struggled a little bit over the last few games. I think some tapes caught up with him a little bit. 
Um, certainly some playing time has caught up with him a little bit too with Cole Anthony back and now Gary Harris back. Gary Harris sat off this game for injury management. Um, and so Hampton's kind of felt a little bit of the squeeze and a little bit of the pressure. He's still playing. He's still getting some minutes and Steve Clifford is still, still doing a really good job balancing minutes out for the most part. Um, no one's playing more than 30 minutes at this point. Um, you know, maybe that needs to change. Maybe that's one of the things that actually needs to change. But um, Hampton play, played well. Um, a lot of those points, though, came in garbage time when the game was already decided. You know, did a lot of his work in the second half uh, when the game was just out of hand. Um, so, again, how much do you really put in on that? Like, sure, you saw Hampton's speed. You saw his athleticism. You saw a little bit of his ability to hit jumpers, which which I still think is, is a nice development and, and a nice little surprise from him. Um, but... The minutes were meaningless. Um, you know, again, it's it's like when Bamba had that big fourth quarter against the Bulls way back when. Sure, Bamba played really, really well, but it, it didn't. It doesn't affect winning. It's it's garbage time. It, it it tells you a little bit of something, but it doesn't tell you a ton. Um, so I don't think this is anything that you're going to look at and say, oh well, this was a turning point for him, or this this was a big moment where he gained the coach's trust. Like, look, he played hard. I mean, I. I don't think the issue for the Magic is that they're not playing hard. Um, they're not playing with kind of the focused, you know, frenetic energy that they did during the road trip when they won those games. Um, you know, there's there's not that chip on their shoulder. It's it, it's too, you know, we're in that mode now where, you know, I, I was watching the game on Monday and, and, and I noted that, you know, this is what happened during the Rob Hennigan era. This is what happened during on those Rob Hennigan teams where they get punched in the mouth um, you know, they'd hit a struggle, and this team's going to struggle. They're not going to be able to put together 48, like, really good minutes to, consistently. But they get hit in the mouth. They get, a you know, that seven-minute drought, and they 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 don't fold. Now, certainly those teams folded at, at a certain point, and, and I think there'll be games where this team folds. But um, they, they, they don't quite fold, but they kind of let go of the rope. Um, by just kind of driving constantly to the rim, kind of going at it alone, trying to get it all back in one fell swoop. Um, and that's what young teams do. Young teams don't understand kind of the the way to keep things going. And the veterans who are doing it, I think, are, are trying to do their best of, to will this team back in. They're just not good enough to do it. Um, you know, will there be a game where it all comes together and they make shots and all that? Yeah, absolutely. That's that. There's going to be a game where that happens. The Magic are probably going to win that game. Um, it, it, there's 18 games left. It's 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 not gonna be all bad the rest of the way. Um, there will be moments of good, um, but um, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. Uh, it, it's it's just it's just really really tough right now. And 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 um, you know, I think the Magic have guys that are trying and playing hard, but just they're just not able to kind of impact the game in in, in meaningful ways. Um, Dwayne Bacon has been getting a lot of the, the arrows right now. 14 points, 6 for 14, shooting 0 for 3 from beyond the arc, 3 rebounds to assist. Um, he gets his numbers. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't fault him for that. The Magic don't have a lot of guys who can create. Um, but I do wonder if Dwayne Bacon has outlived his usefulness. Um, I think that, you know, as much as the Magic needs someone who can get in the paint and create his own shot, I, I, I do kind of think that the Magic might be better served with you know when when they're fully healthy with Gary Harris there or stick a young player there, um, you know I, I think that the Magic do need to do do a better job. So you know you got you got James Ennis and Dwayne Bacon. James Ennis and Dwayne Bacon probably should be playing more with the second unit, you know. So you know just or, or play more of their minutes with the second unit. So you have veterans in each in each grouping. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's 
constructing a rotation is really, really tough with this team because there's just flaws everywhere. Um, I think Bacon, because he's not a great playmaker, his driving ability doesn't do much if he's not scoring and not scoring efficiently. Um, and, and I think that takes away from a lot of what this team's trying to do, especially when they're trying to come back into games. Um, you know, I, I don't think Bacon is... I don't think Bacon's necessarily the guy for this group, um, so to speak, or the, or the right... I don't know. Um, you know, maybe I'm just talking too much here. But um, Michael Carter-Williams, another struggle. 30 points, 1 for 5 shooting, 0 for 1 from beyond the arc, 1 for 5 from the foul line, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, you know, kind of the same deal. Um, I, I, I think... I think that Carter Williams does a really good job organizing the team for the most part. Um, he does a really good job, uh, you know, giving this team some semblance of structure. But, you know, again, if you're relying on Michael Carter Williams to be your lead ball handler, you're not going to win very many games. Um, he is He's good at getting in the paint, but not good at finishing and not a great distributor, not great at a kick out, at a, as a kickout guy. Um, really good in the pick and roll. Um, I thought the magic, I thought he worked really well with Wendell Carter, especially early in the game. Um, but again, it's, it's, what the Magic are doing right now just isn't working. Um, that's 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 the bottom line. Um, and, and I think, you know, again, guys like MCW, guys like Dwayne Bacon are trying to force the Magic into making it work, um, but that is actually making it worse. Um, you know, again, you got everyone's just got to get on the same page. It's, it's really that simple. Um, Wendell Carter had a really nice game, 15 points, 6 for 11 shooting, had to play almost 30 minutes with uh, Mo Bamba out for most of the game. Carter had seven of those 15 in the first first quarter, Added eight rebounds and four assists. You know, Wendell's really... I think Wendell Carter can be a really good player. Um, you know, I, I I think that we do see his limitations. He he is not a good rebounder. Um, you know, he had a 15% defensive rebound rate. That coming from your center is a big, big problem. Um, so, you know, I think I think there are real questions whether Wendell Carter um, can start at center for a long time. Um, you know, the Magic just... The Magic cannot afford to give up rebounds. Um, they... This is where they miss Nikola Vucevic more than anywhere else. Is Vucevic is one of the best rebounders in the entire league, um, and I think we took that for granted. I really do. Um, uh, just how how much he just dominated the defensive glass. His defensive rebound rate when he was with the Magic was around thirty percent. Um, uh, you know, one of the best marks in the entire league among centers. Um, Carter Carter has to be better on the glass. Um, that's that's my big thing with him. Um, but his his sense around the basket, he came out aggressive. He came out feeling playing very very confidently, um, and I like to see that from Wendell Carter. Chimo Kiki was back from his injury. Uh, he sat out Sunday's game. Just seven points on three for eleven shooting, zero for three from beyond the arc, five rebounds, two assists, and a block. Um, you know, again, Chuma's just kind of getting his legs under him. I think his his three point shooting has started to dip, um, and and that's uh, I think we're kind of seeing him go through some of those rookie swings. So hopefully he swings back up here. Pretty soon, Cole Anthony uh, with 12 points, five or eight shooting, over two from beyond the arc, three rounds, three assists. Um, big thing with Cole Anthony for me is the pace. Um, I, I think he's still learning how to organize his team, especially with so many new faces. Um, and so he, he, the Magic are entering their offense a little slowly. Um, and, and I think I think we do need to see the team try and pick up the pace a little bit uh, and try again. Like my big thing for the Magic right now, um, and, and I'll probably mention this again. My big thing for the Magic right now is they just need to play. Um, you know, I get, I get the organ, I get the organization, I get being structured. I think all that's really, really important. But without a training camp, without much practice time, I think it's probably better to have this very basic sets in um, and keep things very, very simple. You know, play under principle, not under structure. Um, if that makes sense, um, have some kind of guiding principles and basic things you're trying to do. Don't overcomplicate things because you want to see the team get productive. And I, and I think, 
I think something that might have happened is, you know, Clifford is, is so good at the details um, that his team is struggling to grasp all those details. Um, and so I feel like, again, with more practice time, the Magic, you know, probably installed more stuff. And, and I think I think for a young team especially, it's become a little bit too much. Um, and especially with the way they're playing now, simplifying everything I think would be a, a good way to go. Just kind of make make things a little bit simpler, even if it's a little bit easier to scout, even if it's, you know, going to lead to problems late in games especially. Let's just get to the end of game situations. Let's just get to that point where they have to be able to make adjustments on the fly or, or you know, make, make coach-led adjustments um, like they did in that Denver game. Um, let's get to that point right now where we're not even to that point. Um, Terrence Ross, only eight points on two for four shooting, four for five from beyond the arc. Um, teams are doing a really good job denying Terrence Ross the ball, turning him into a playmaker, turning him into a driver instead of a shooter. Um, Ross is learning how to go off screens from different players, from new players. This is something very similar to what we saw early in the season when all the injuries started to hit and Ross was kind of figuring out how to play with a new group or certainly a group that just didn't have a lot of offensive punch. Um, but the Magic have to get Ross more than four shots. The Magic do not have a chance to compete or win any games if Ross is shooting just four times. That's that's just that's just the bottom line. And so, um, you know, I think the Magic just... The Magic, uh, again, the Magic just need to play. Um, it's, I'm not talking pickup ball. You know, there's definitely still some organization that's needed, but they, they, they are just... It feels like they're in their head a little bit too much and they're down so much that they can't even begin to process what they're trying to do because they're, just, they're trying so hard to get back into games. So it's just... It's frustrating right now. Um, the Magic didn't ended up not shooting terribly, 45% from the floor, 36 for 80. 80. Um, only 5 for 20 from beyond the arc. They do get 20 of 32 free throws to go, so maybe those 12 free, those missed free throws hurt. 15 turnovers, however, for the Magic, an uncharacteristically high turnover game. The Spurs, though, shoot 51.6%, just 10 for 25 from beyond the arc. They have 12 offensive rebounds, just 9 turnovers. The Spurs led in scoring by... DeMar DeRozan's 19 points. The Magic had no answers for him all game. He was able to drive wherever he wanted. Um, really, the defense just the defense is just is it's as disorganized as the offense. Everything is just everything's just terrible. Um, the Orlando Magic fall to the San Antonio Spurs 120 to 97. We'll talk about what the last quarter of the season uh, has in store and what the Magic need to do coming up here in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over. You know, that's 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 my violin playing. But the NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rooms, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness and beyond four days a week from credential draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So, we've now reached the end of the third quarter of the season. Um, there's only 18 games remaining, uh, and, and it feels like, obviously with the trade deadline and, and what the Magic did, we understand the Magic aren't going to win many of those games. We understand the Magic are going to end up with likely a top four odds in the lottery and with the Magic only a game ahead of the Pistons and the two play each other one more time up in Detroit. Um, 
very po- very possibly now a, a chance to get the top odds to win the lottery. Um, personally, I don't think that would be a good thing um, for the team with the talent that they have and the potential that they have, but it is a distinct possibility nonetheless. I know most fans have, or you know, I've already written off the season, and and that's fair. The, the team isn't going anywhere. They're going to finish with either the fourth best odds to win the lottery, or the or the best odds to win the lottery as be as part of the top, as part of that bottom three. Um, no one here is going to deny that or talk about that. I'm not talking about picking up wins for the sake of picking up wins. Um, winning and losing is not the goal for the rest of the season. The goal for the rest of the season is growth and development. How do you get the most out of this time? How do you get the most out of these young players so that they enter their offseason with confidence um, and with a belief that they will get better and that next season with Jonathan Isaac back, with Mark Elfold's back, with this draft pick, that th- that next season can be the beginnings of something special, that the trip to the deep lottery that the Magic are experiencing right now is just temporary. It's, it's not something permanent. Um, or it's not something that's going to become part of the cycle, so to speak. That's the task ahead of the Magic for this final eight, for these final 18 games. As much as we want to focus on the future, as much as the future matters, as much as that draft pick matters, as much as that's going to play a huge role in what the Magic do next, as much as, as, much as all of that is important, there's still the present to worry about. There's still the now to worry about. And if the Magic just limp their way to the end of the season and keep playing like they've played the last two nights, the future isn't that bright. The future is set up by what we do today. And so I'm not here to say the Magic are going to win a ton of games. But playing like they did the last two nights isn't going to get the job done either. Playing as the Magic have the last two nights is going to leave the team in a deep, deep, deep hole. Playing as the Magic have the last two nights suggests to me that the future isn't so bright. Now, granted, give Steve Clifford an offseason to prepare, a full training camp, the Magic will fix their organization problems. The organization problems are a product of the season being really screwy and just the unusual nature of the team trading off all of its best players um, in one fell swoop. I am still very concerned by the lack of... I'm still very concerned by the lack of veterans on the team and how the Magic don't have that kind of guiding hand. But again... Give them a full training camp. Give them a full offseason, and, and they might be fine. But let's talk about today. How do the Magic get the most of their players today? Steve Clifford's philosophy is very clearly that he has to put rookies and young players in positions where they can succeed. He's trying to protect them a lot of times from themselves and from their own vices so those vices don't become habit. He's trying to build habits by... Having players play specific roles. I don't care if Michael Carter-Williams makes a ton of mistakes. I don't care if Dwayne Bacon makes a ton of mistakes. But the issue then becomes what happens when those mistakes take away 
from what the young players are trying to do and what the young players are trying to accomplish. The Magic still need to compete. The Magic still need to be in games. They still need to feel that pressure. They still need to learn from that pressure. When you're getting beat by 30 points, you don't learn anything. Like, yeah, it's great RJ Hampton scored 16 points. He, he had some really impressive plays, but how hard were the Spurs really playing up by 30? How much focus and intensity were they really playing with? Now, there's something to say to that point that you know maybe Clifford needs to let go of the reins a little bit and let the guys play. I, I know that he has said num- numerous times, you can't just roll the ball out there and just go. Like You do need some organization. And I agree 100% on that front. You do need some organization. But you also need to just let these kids play a little bit. Just let it go. Let it go. Let them make some mistakes. Instruct them how to correct those mistakes and then watch them correct those mistakes. And if they don't correct those mistakes, then you sit them down and maybe maybe that's when you, you, you pull them. You pull the plug on them. Right now, it definitely looks like everyone is thinking way too much out, out there. And a lot of it is because, yeah, there's, there's a lot of discomfort um, and a lot of newness that the team just hasn't been able to figure out quite yet. But what happens in these final 18 games still matters. The result may not necessarily matter, but what the team can get out of these 18 games is still vitally important. We want to see Cole Anthony get his legs back under him and learn and learn to run a team properly. We want to see Chuma Okiki get his shot more consistent and, and be on the ball a little bit more. We want to see Wendell Carter and his defense continue to improve and blossom. We want to see Obama's confidence continue to grow. We want to see RJ Hampton kind of find his fit and control his speed. All that stuff, yeah, there's going to be a lot of skill work to come in the offseason, but a lot of that stuff, a lot of that experience, a lot of that momentum gets built today. But if the Magic are constantly getting blown out of games, if the Magic are non-competitive, they don't get that. If the Magic steal a few wins because they're trying to be competitive, that's not a bad thing. If the young guys are the ones leading those wins as they were during the during the win streak on the West Coast road trip, that's a good thing. But the Magic aren't even at that level anymore. They're not there. And figuring out how to get there, figuring out how to get the most of what's left this season... It's going to be one of the toughest tasks that Steve Clifford's had as the coach of the Orlando Magic. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in him like Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman. I can see you again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.